Oh yeah, I got my microdose gummies. This one is just a touch of THC, and this one is a bit more. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use the promo code OPIE, O-P-I-E to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. God, the regulars are flooding into the room. What's up, David Strauss? You are first on the the good old Facebook. Tim McConnell, Brian Bernard. How are you, Brian? Fellow Long Islander. Uh, you had to deal with all this rain yesterday too, right, man? Uh, om, Om. You are first on the YouTube. Uh, you notice Doggy is sporting a nice summer cut. Yes, we shaved him down a little bit. He was getting uh, uh, a bit on the uh, the, the hot side. And we got ticks. Uh, you see all that green behind me? That's filled. I mean, filled with ticks. Filled with ticks. So our path to the actual uh, beach is very, very wide. So we don't brush up against the ticks. You know those? You know what lunatics ticks are? By the way, they need a host so bad. So they'll hang out on like a branch or a, or a blade of grass like this as it's blowing in the wind, right? And the tick takes a leap of faith. Look it up. Ticks jump. They jump onto their hosts. That's what's so creepy about it. So we had to shave down Doggy so we could see the ticks better. We're, you know, we, we've been lucky, though. We haven't pulled a lot of uh, ticks off him over the last couple of years. He's about two years old now. I'm thinking of putting a mic on my butt so I can podcast my farts. I'm thinking it will be better than 50% of the podcasts out there. Drew Mayfield, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're, not, you're not wrong, sir. Sharks, ticks, jellyfish, oh my. Well, uh, Don Henry, let me let me give you a lesson. I've been uh, swimming in that ocean for my entire life off and on. You know, I went here and there to do radio, but I always come back to, you know, uh, Long Island. So I've been, um, I've been swimming in that particular ocean for my entire life. I've never, I've never seen a shark while I'm in the water. Except when I went shark tagging last summer. But that was like 10 miles out. That's when you know like you're pretty, pretty much safe when you jump in the water. Sure, every once in a while someone gets bit by a shark. But you can look it up. There's a million other things that are way more dangerous than you getting bit by a shark because you put your, uh, your tootsies in the ocean. I mean, I went with experts. And they're like, yeah, we're going to do some shark tagging. Did this last summer. It, I made it into an episode of the, uh, the OP Radio podcast. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, I'm just assuming because I, I have seen them in the water, like I said a little earlier. But as far as like being close to me when I'm swimming, I've never seen that. And, uh, oh, that's not true. Once on, uh, what the hell was it? Nantucket. Oh, shit. But that's not this ocean, but technically it is, right? I was uh, vacationing in Nantucket and I was taking a little nappy on my, uh, on my towel at a public beach. I'm trying to remember which one. And all of a sudden, like in the movie Jaws, they're blowing whistles and there's a massive commotion. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm, I think I had a few beers, so I'm a little groggy. I wake up from my little nappy. It's the middle of the day. The beach is packed. 
they were legit getting everybody out of the water because there was a shark very, very close to shore uh, thrashing about. I forgot about that. But that's Nantucket. That's like, you know, that's an island in the middle of the ocean. That's a little different. But anyway, when I, I went uh, shark tagging, they're like, yo, you got to, you know, you got to go 10 miles out to see the shark. So we were, we could barely see land. And even with that, um, we had a tough time uh, finding sharks. Is, uh, did, did my video just go shitty? I was just on the phone with the cable company because we got issues. And then, uh, has anyone else tried this? Has anyone else tried calling customer service for a cable company? That's what I imagine hell to be. You on with the customer service rep for a cable company. It couldn't get anything done. And I'm, ye- I'm not yelling. I don't, I'm not really a yeller these days. They're following a flowchart. I'm like, just throw your flowchart away. And then it turns out I'm paying for like five cable boxes. I'm like, when, when did this happen? Oh, you've been paying for that for years, sir. Well, we don't want to pay for that anymore. And then that was a whole thing. Because I guess if you say that, then the flowchart brings you to page eight, section J. We were on the phone with a cable company, and it was, it was simple. Like, we have a few TVs in this house. We're blessed. One of them wasn't working, and we're trying to figure out what the hell was going on. But we were on the phone for probably two hours with someone that, you know, they, they barely speak the language. Let's be honest with each other. And the cable company knows that, and that's part of the thing. They know you just get so frustrated that you'll just hang up, and then you'll pay for five cable boxes for another year or two. That's what they want to happen. And then uh, we were trying to cancel some uh, channels, you know, we're, you know, we're trying to be a little smarter with our money. The, the O&A years are long gone, so we're, we got to be a little smarter with our money. All I wanted to do was get rid of Showtime and Stars, And it was a whole thing. Well, if you get rid of the Showtime, then I th- you have to get rid of this and that. And then we have to add this charge because you did that. I'm like, well, just get rid of it. Well, we could get rid of it in two or three months because there's a blip, 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 blip. This is what I, th- I think they were saying. Because like I said, they were speaking to me in, in a, a language from a faraway land. And these companies know it, man. They outsource their customer service. They know it. <laughs> they know you're just going to sit on that phone. I think we clocked in at, at around two hours. Two hours. <laughs> Nuns, how old are you that you had nuns wrapping your knuckles? (laughs) I heard about that. That's why my my mom, God bless her, I think she's still alive. Um, There were many reasons why she hated the Catholic Church. God bless her. I should talk about some of the good things about my mom. I think I have. I think I've added more good things about my mom lately. But she would talk about the nuns. Where you did anything wrong, they would they would whack your hand with a ruler. Oh, that's great. And then you tell everyone that God is all loving. As the nun is whack, whack, whack. That don't make no sense. Shut up and just believe. Don't question anything. I'm sorry, ma'am. But yeah, my, my mom uh, wasn't a big fan of the nuns in school. The one thing she told me, she said, uh, the nuns, they were sick. They would get it in your head. They're like, if you think of sex, if you think of sex, you're going to hell. And then my mom's like, guess what the first thought was in my head? Sex! 
So now I'm sitting there as a little kid going, I'm going to hell. But, uh, but that God is an all-loving God. Don't question nothing. And r- rumor has it the Pope's stepping down, I guess. Good for him. And then what? What happens? Does he lose all his superpowers? Magically, all his superpowers go away, I think. I think that's how it works. And then there's just a guy. What is it? A cardinal. He's dressed in red. You're going to be the new Pope. And then what? They magically give him all the powers? How the hell does that work? Don't question nothing. Just believe. Yes, sir. I will. Don't talk religion. You're going to piss people off. Uh, let's see. The last Pope retired. He's still taken care of by the church forever. Crazy shit. They should just throw him back on the street. We're done with you. Thank you. You've lost all your magical powers. Do you want us to call you an Uber? You're done here, sir. We got to move on. Kind of like what they do to you when you leave Sirius XM. We're done with you. I know you made us hundreds of millions of dollars, possibly a billion dollars in your long career over here, but you're now done. You're now going to be blackballed, and we're going to erase all your material. You're not going to hear one minute of Opie and Anthony on Sirius XM, because when they're done with you, they're done. They take away your magical powers, and they call you an Uber. Tanks for nothing. You can tell the former Pope, you're the weakest link. Bye-bye. Yeah, they brought back that show, didn't they? With that, uh, with that broad, with that, uh, she was doing game night, I think. Don't you love how I almost know stuff? Uh, it was the broad from, uh, game night. She's all bubbly and happy and nice on that show. And now she's the weird weakest link lady, so now she has to be very stoic and, uh, dare I say, on the mean side. Who watches that garbage? My God. Watch good programming like Little People Big World. That's what we watch in our house. We watch the AJT and we watch the Little People Big World. And my very young daughter is uh, binge watching Modern Family. I think I'm a bad parent. I don't think she should be binge watching Modern Family. Naked and Afraid. There you go. That's a good show. It's a dumb show, but it's a good show. You know, you got to make believe there's not a massive crew just filming the guy in the middle of the night as he's scared shitless, naked, freezing to death, itching mosquito bites, starving, wonder if he's going to find like some kind of uh, slug the next day as they're all eating nice, probably drinking some wine in some really nice tents where they're not getting bit by no bugs. So you got to ignore that. You got to ignore the fact that there's a ton of people around the the people that are supposed to look like they're very alone, naked in the middle of nowhere. John Quartz with the name Jane Lynch. Yeah, Jane Lynch. She used to be nice and bubbly and now she's the weakest link lady and she's like just main because you're main. But I was watching little people big world last night. This uh this cancel culture, this uh PC world we live in is getting uh completely out of hand. Then I have to deal with idiots that, uh, you know, they just, you know, they want to label me as like uh, a lib or something. And I'm like, I'm against cancel culture. That's a biggie for the libs. That's my whole livelihood. And I told you about my city taxes on the live stream a couple days. So I'm against taxes in general. I should do what my dad did. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to wrap all this up. I still got some skills. My dad, haven't talked about this in a while, but uh, my dad one day announced that paying taxes was illegal. <laughs> he, he had it all figured out. And that we're now a church. There it is. Don Henry knows. The Church of Oak. Every time we had to buy stuff as kids, we had, a, we had to take a tax-exempt uh, form with us and announce to the vendor that we're a church and we don't pay taxes. And here's our proof. And man, if we didn't use that tax-exempt form, uh, all hell would break loose in uh, my house. I was mortified. I never used it, but every time I came home with my little purchases, I was I was spending $10. Did you use the tax exempt form? Oh, yes, I did. And they took it very seriously, Dad. You're right. Paying taxes is illegal. I don't believe that. I should say that. I should say that I pay all my effing taxes every single penny. But anyway, I was watching Little People Big World. And uh, the PC culture, the cancel culture, I guess they were putting gift bags together for uh, homeless people. And, uh, oh, I got to remember the term now. Oh, I forgot the term, but they're putting uh, these, these uh, you know, these gift bags, let's call them, uh, together for homeless people. Stuff they might need, like shampoo and, you know, toothpaste and, and toothbrushes and just the, the basic necessities for someone that doesn't have a home. But they're, you're not allowed to say homeless anymore, I found out. I mean, I'm allowed. I'll say whatever the hell I want, and I hope most of you will say whatever the hell you want. You know where my line is. Say whatever the hell you want as long as you don't have hate in your heart. Unless you really hate somebody and you have to get that hate out. But you understand that. Okay. Um, I think they call it... Oh, it's not houseless. It's ho- Instead of saying homeless, you got to say... Oh, what's the... Does anyone know the term? I was going to write it down. I'm like, oh, why don't you start writing things down? Your live streams will be that much better. But they were purposely not housing insecure. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. But but it was something like underhoused. No, oh, shit. What was it called? I like it. Oh, my God. I got the hiccups now. But they were purposely saying this, this term that I guess is better because they're not saying homeless, but they're... But they're acknowledging that the person doesn't have a house. Why are you taking... There's no power in saying someone's homeless. That's what they are. They don't have a home. They're homeless. But it's a different term that I guess is softer. Oh, I can't remember the damn word. I'll I'll have to look it up for the next uh, live stream. Uh, Whatever. But uh, it amazed me that, uh, you know, now you can't say homeless either. I think it's unhoused. See how safe that... Just say homeless. It's the same thing. Uh, John, I think you're right. Thank you. I think he's right. Yes, it's unhoused. They were saying, uh, you know, we're putting bags together for the unhoused. That is just weird. Big day in history. Back in 1993, something amazing happened. (laughs) Facebook user. This day in 93, Stern was ripped off for the first time. Hoo-hoo, Robin. Stupid Stern. I was having a good morning. Well, this thing that happened back in 1993, I would say it empowered women. No, that wasn't the first time we did cherry darts. 
We got away with crazy stuff. Cherry darts. Does anyone know the cherry 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 darts thing? One of our shock jock bits. Girls, more than willing, would come in. They would remove. You got to be careful how you talk about this. They would remove everything. I think I could say it that way. They would remove everything. Bend over. And then we would dip cherries in uh, whipped whipped cream. And we would try to hit the bullseye. Oh, yeah. Rachel, give yourself a bail. It was back on this day in 1993. Lorena Bobbitt was so mad at John Wayne Bobbitt that she cut off his you-know-what, then drove around with it for a little while, and then threw it in a field where the rumor has it that a police dog found it. So not only are you missing your pace, it's in a field somewhere, and a dog is using it as a chew toy. And then the cops... uh, Supposedly, you know, saw that the dog found it. This is how I remember the story. They rushed it to the hospital (laughs) and they put it back on John Wayne Bobbitt. And then I do believe he made a couple uh, pornos and made some damn good money. Uh, In that documentary, didn't they say it was tiny? I mean, (laughs) I don't know. I think he also, if I'm not mistaken... I'm not up on my John Wayne Bobbitt uh, info. But then years later, he decided he wanted a little more. And you know there's an operation for guys where if they want a little more, they, uh, they actually could cut, I think they could cut a ligament. And they could pull a little more out, kind of like a, like a vacuum uh, cord. They could pull it out a little bit. And then they sew back that ligament, I guess. I'm no doctor. And then guys can have just a little more. Just a little more. It's an actual operation. You can look it up for yourself, yes. The things you uh, know because you did radio for so damn long. Oh, yeah. I got my microdose gummies. This one is just a touch of THC. And this one is a bit more. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use the promo code OPIE to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. I absolutely love this product. I've always been the guy that uh, I didn't want to get too high, but I wanted a little taste of being high. And microdose is the way to go. It's, uh, it helps me sleep at night. It helped me with my recovery from COVID because it got me all nice and chill, helping with the anxiety. Besides that, man, I'm on a microdose gummy right now to give myself a creative boost. And also, man, you enjoy the moment when you're on the microdose gummies. Microdose is available nationwide. To learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. Use the promo code OPIE. To get free shipping and 30% off your first order, links can be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com. Use the promo code OPI. Whether you want just a touch of the THC or a little more, go to microdose.com. Promo code OPI for that 30% off and free shipping. 
have you ever heard about <laughs> have you ever heard about a comb? I haven't combed my hair. I haven't brushed my hair in wow. Literally my entire life. I would have to go with my entire life. I was going to give you like 20 or 30 years, but it's uh, it's one of my things. I don't own a comb. I don't own a brush. It's actually a sad story live. No, it's not really a sad story. It's 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 kind of uh combs trigger the kid. Combs uh trigger the kid. Combs trigger uh my brothers and sisters because my mom had a damn blue comb. And if uh if the blue comb went a missing, all hell would break loose in uh the Hughes household. Find my blue comb! And then we would have to scour. Is that a word that is proper here? I don't know. We would have to, well, let's just say we would have to search the home for my mom's blue comb. And literally life would stop until we found my mom's blue comb. And uh, I think that's the reason why I, I don't think I've ever owned a comb or a brush. That and her tweezers. Oh my God, if she lost her tweezers. Oh, my God. It was like hell on earth until we found her tweezers. All right. This is what I hate because of my upbringing. I hate combs. I hate brushes. I hate tweezers. And I hate vacuum cleaners. Yes. Although we got one of those ramba. We got a ramba. But, of course, I didn't buy the warranty from Best Buy. I'm like, I don't need a warranty. And of course, my ramba wapapada is uh, is now broken and just sitting there gathering dust. So now what? I don't know what to do with it. I don't know how to fix it. I, I went on YouTube with the how-to videos, and there's no how-to fix a ramba video on the YouTube, so I'm in trouble. So uh, the fact is, I uh, I don't comb my hair. I don't brush my hair, um, and I don't like using tweezers. And uh, vacuum cleaners will actually make the hair on the back of my neck stand straight the F up. This is stuff that people know that have been with me a long time. But it is, uh, it is the truth. Because my mom would come rolling into that living room. Lift your feet! And the whole house would vibrate. But you got to give her a little break. We had seven, eight, nine kids. She had to be vacuuming all the damn time. Uh, oh, I want to talk about how lawyers ruined radio. I didn't mean to say it as interview. No, I was just effing with you. You know what? I would probably do that. And you are right. You probably, you're probably someone that used to be in the business. And, um, you know, all these, all these big broadcasters think, uh, Clear Channel, think iHeartRadio, think CBS Radio. They all started listening to lawyers, and that was the downfall. Well, one of the many downfalls of the Opie and Anthony show was when these stupid big companies would started uh, letting the lawyers control the content. And one lawyer, it was one of the Steves. I think um, I think we had two lawyers, and they were both named uh, Steve. I forgot I forgot about this uh, a million years ago. Me and Anthony syndicated. We go up to Boston. Uh, BCN was having a big event. And we went to it uh, to hang out. I forgot if it was Godsmack or Aerosmith. It was one of these massive concerts. And we got to, you know, hang out backstage. And the stupid CBS lawyers were there. And one of the guys 
legit walked up to me, went cheers, we had red cups, because, you know, now he's just trying to be a cool dude. I'm not a lawyer anymore. Cheers. And he's holding up his stupid red cup. And he wants to cheers me. I'm like, ugh, what do you want? You ruined my life. He goes, I just want to thank you. I'm like, for what? He goes, I built a wing on my house. I believe he was living in Washington, uh, D.C. at the time. He goes, I want to thank you and Anthony. I built a wing on my house just for the work I had because of you guys and your radio show. And I'm like, all right, I got to go. I got to go. I don't need to talk to you. But you're right. Lawyers uh, ruined the radio. I mean, it's obvious. You know, I um, I was flipping around yesterday. I, I went to the uh, the beer distributor to get some uh, some beers um, because I might be uh, staying behind as uh, the wife and kids go to Wildwood for a week uh, to do a little vacation with her side of the family. Still kind of recovering from the COVID, uh, and honestly, I want to just hang, do some fishing, maybe do some things around the house. Maybe have a couple, a uh, couple bunnies over, you know, do that thing. Because then I got the rest of the summer with my, with my wife and kids. But I wanted to stock up on some beer and um, went to my beer distributor and I picked up some, um, some lining kugels. Summer, uh, their summer, what is it? The summer shandy. Where's my Wisconsin people? The lining kugels summer shandy is very, very tasty and it tastes like beer, which is very, very important. Because then I said, do you have any grapefruit beer? And they're like, we got Schaffenhofer. And I'm like, that's not a beer. That's a soda. (laughs) Yes, I do talk like this in public. Not all the time, though. And then uh, they're like, "Uh, Lion Kugel's uh, grapefruit beer is coming out again. As I think in the last two summers, anyway, in my uh, neck of the woods, they only had the grapefruit beer in a variety pack. I hate variety packs. Because you're like two out of the six, usually. So she goes, uh, come back in a couple weeks. We'll have the Line and Kugel's Grapefruit Beer. I'm telling you, it's one of the best drinking beers you can get. It is absolutely awesome. You still taste the beer, and then you got a little taste of the uh, kind of like a ruby red uh, grapefruit in there. Uh, but anyway, then, um, then I picked up, uh, God, what a great beer company. Uh, another one of my go-tos is, uh, is Shiner. The Shiner beer brand, which I think is in uh, Austin, Texas, right? And I got their uh, Ruby, what is it called? Ruby Redbird, which is kind of their grapefruit uh, beer. Uh, more beer than grapefruit, which, uh, which is all right by me. So I picked up a couple of those. But uh, my point, I was flipping around the, uh, the radio dial. Going back to that guy uh, saying lawyers wrecked radio. He's 100% right. Um, there was literally... Nothing to listen to on regular radio. I feel bad for anyone that's on regular radio. They can't do anything. And they're getting they're getting uh, suffocated by commercials. So you can't even listen to what, any of these radio stations for more than, I don't know, two songs, three songs, and then a DJ babbling about nothing before they go into another massive commercial block. And they're like, why aren't we getting any any ratings and these radio stations they're selling for pennies on the dollar man because they can't make a a real living so anyone that works in regular radio except for a very few they are making literally no money and they're getting um uh suffocated by uh commercial blocks it's it's really really sad 
And regular radio was uh, ahead of everybody, ahead of all new media. Internet radio uh, came along, and, and regular radio went, ah! And then the internet in general got better with the Wi-Fi, and regular radio went, ah! And then satellite radio came about, and they're like, ah, they got a very small uh, piece of the pie, ah! And they let all this new media uh, fly by them, and now regular radio is literally the bottom of the broadcasting uh, heap. Oh yeah, podcasting too. I remember they started talking about podcasting at, at Sirius XM and everyone's like, eh, that ain't going to take off. And I know damn well that most people, most of you, would rather listen to a, a podcast in your car on the way to work than uh, regular radio. Or you might have a little satellite radio still. Sure, why not? Okay. I mean, I, I, I squeeze out some satellite radio myself. So, you know, I'm guilty of that. Ever since they just turned on my radios out of nowhere, which was, you know, that was a nice little gesture, I guess. Uh, oh, the Borat interview you put up was hilarious. The XM studio was huge, huh? Oh, yeah. It was, no, that wasn't the XM studio, uh, Daniel. That wasn't the XM studio. That was, um, that was the old K-Rock studio. Yes. When me and Anthony first came back to radio in 2004... And then the company that fired us needed us because David Lee Roth was a big bust after um, Howard Stern left for Satellite. So we were on Satellite, then Howard moved to Satellite, and then the company said, we got to hire Opie and Anthony back. I'm like, you you just spent the last two and a half years destroying our credibility and our careers. So then we made a go of it. We were on uh, Satellite and regular radio, and they put us right in Howard Stern's old studio. I was literally sitting in Howard's old seat, literally his old chair. Which, I'm not going to lie, was kind of cool. And um, so that Borat video, which is on my YouTube channel, Opie Radio, and on my Facebook page, Opie Radio Fans, uh, that's from the K-Rock studio, Howard Stern's old old studio. And the really cool thing about that, I, I've, uh, I've told this story, but now, now there's a visual for it. Wow, there's a ton of fucking people in here right now. There's a huge window that you'll see in that video giant window that overlooked uh, a part of uh, midtown manhattan right howard this is how the story goes from the old timers that were still there after howard left they said um that window they had to cover up because howard was very very paranoid that people could look into that window i gotta say this very very carefully that people could look in that window while he's broadcasting this is what kind of an egomaniac narcissist howard was he was convinced he was so famous that people would peek in that window and then try to do something. I'll say it that way. Try to do something. So they basically uh, they basically closed off that window for Howard. So when we got there, like, open that shit up. And they opened it up. It brought in a ton of light. And um, and you got a nice uh, you got a nice look at uh, at Midtown. And you also got a nice look at this this apartment complex where this uh, this one girl would uh, jump on an exercise bike every single morning naked. Yes, we got to see that every day. It was amazing. Did I just make $5? Uh, let me put you on the big screen. Uh, good day from Australia. Uh, rest in peace, Patrice O'Neill. Absolutely. You gave me some uh, $5 of A's. What the hell is that? Could someone do the exchange on my $5... Five dollars of A's. 
Send it back. You're rich. Don't be an ass. Go F yourself. This is America. I still want to make money, you idiot. Yeah, maybe Howard should, like, uh, you know, not make $100 million a year. Go, go bother Howard and tell Howard to give all the money back. I still want to make money. And how do you know my, my financial situation, sir? You're looking at a guy that is, uh, is cash poor. If you want to know something, you just ask. Instead of making up all this garbage about me, you're looking at a guy that is cash effing poor. And it's America, and I still want to make some money. And because you did that, other people are going to give me money now, too. So it's going to drive you nuts. Oh, it's $3.45. Thank you. And also, I got this. It's a pizzle. I I, I think it's like... It, it literally smells like roadkill. Like like the a-hole of, of roadkill that you would find on the, the side of the highway. And Doggy is like losing his mind over this. All right, take that. Go. Leave me alone. He doesn't know where to go with it. Look at him. He's like... <laughs> that thing smells so bad. Dogs are so weird. They're like, mmm, death, give me that. So disgusting. So uh, what else is going on in the, in the world, man? I didn't, uh, I, don't, I don't watch the cable news anymore, and it, it seems to be healthier that way. Sick and tired of news trying to divide everyone. Well, that's, that's what they do, man. That's what they do. Each side drives me nuts. Oh, it was unhoused, by the way. You know, saying homeless is bad now, I guess. But that just makes the person feel better. Because now you're like, you know, I feel better by not saying homeless. So I'm going to say unhoused. What is the difference between pointing out if someone's homeless or unhoused? You're, you're still pointing out uh, the fact that they have less than you. Which I guess makes you feel better that you said it properly. Unhoused. But each side drives me nuts because they just, they want to take over the country. It's its going to be a fight that lasts for the history of America and it's never going to happen. You're not going to have the right completely controlling America and you're not going to have the left completely controlling America. And it's exhausting to see. The left does things that is in, that is incredibly embarrassing and then the right does things that is incredibly embarrassing and I know I'm uh, in the minority. My dad said it a million years ago. I'm not sure if he was thinking. Um, I'm not sure if he was thinking uh, politics when he gave me this life lesson. And I and I wonder if he, if he was uh, alive, if he would have liked uh, Trump. I I feel like he might have, because he he ran in the same circles as uh, Donald Trump's father. That's a true story. My dad was in real estate in Long Island City. And he knew Donald Trump's father. That is a fact. They weren't, I'm not overselling it. They weren't good friends or anything like that. But my dad was in real estate. He owned some buildings in Long Island City way, way back in the day. And certainly that's where um, that's where Donald Trump's uh, father had a lot of success in the Queens area. So I think because of that, the real estate angle and the big business angle, I, I have a feeling that my dad actually would have liked uh, would have liked Trump. But he told me something a million years ago. Oh, well, I got advice from him and I got advice from my mom. And both of these things are great. Absolutely great. Maybe I'll just end with this because I obviously don't have a, a, a lot more to say today. <laughs> I, I, I know when I don't have a lot to say. My dad said simply, 
when you go through life, he's like, everything, he goes, everything in moderation. And it's such a basic life lesson. I understand that. It seems so fucking basic. But he said, everything in moderation. Whatever you want to do, you want to have a few beers in moderation. You want to eat some ice cream at night in moderation. You want to, you know, stay up late in moderation. You know, everything was in moderation. And I think, I think when it comes to politics, that's a good way to look at it. I mean, if you're... If you're a righty and you're expecting uh, the right to completely take over the country, it's not going to happen. And if you're a lefty, same thing. It's not going to happen. The real answer, which we'll never get to, we'll never get to. I'm not an optimist, but uh, this is the truth. Is somewhere in the goddamn middle. Like with the gun issue. The right, they want literally everybody to own a tank at this point, right? And then the left wants every single gun to disappear from America. Both those things will never happen. They just simply will never happen. And instead of focusing on something in the middle that makes sense for both sides and America in general, they're like, fuck that. We want everyone to have a goddamn gun. And then my mom, <laughs> and it's in my, it's in my uh, high school yearbook. She simply uh, sat me down one day and she knew there were a lot of assholes in this world, a lot of bastards. She knew a long time ago, a million years before social media, and she, uh, she said to me, she goes, Greg, don't let the bastards get you down. And that was her life advice, which, wow, man, I guess she knew Twitter was a coming. But that's a, that's a good way to look at it, too, because I think as uh, human beings, we, we, we touched on this, I think, yesterday or the day before. We all focus on um, the negative Nellies out there when, when overwhelmingly, no matter what you do in life, um, there's way more positive people, way more uh, cool people. I see that. I know I got these lunatic haters that obsess about me and and talk about me on their weird internet shows and stuff. I don't click on any of it, but I'm aware. I know they're out there. But the fact remains that I have way more people that are cool and support me and like what I do than that. So why focus on, on those people? I, obviously, it's hard at times and Obviously, you got to punch back from time to time, but uh, it's, it's a terrible way to live your life, to just focus on the negative. Oh, yeah, birthing person instead of mother. Yeah, that's another thing. The left is getting weird. They are getting weird. They are getting weird. Oh, my. Yeah, that's right. It's birthing person now. I, I forgot about that. Jesus, what are we doing? I think we're heading toward a time where there's going to be no free thought anymore because you're going to be so overly paranoid that you're not saying things properly. Why would you want to take free thinking away from a human being? Hope oh, you got to admit that the uh, left uh, are progressively more embarrassing these days. Um, I don't think you're. I don't think you're that uh, that wrong. I mean, I'm not focused on it on a regular basis. I know uh, a lot of you. You know, that's all you do all day. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say a lot of you. That's going with the negative thing. Um, a lot, a bunch of you. That's all you do all day is fight that, fight that war, the civil war that has absolutely begun. The only difference is we can fight it online. We don't have to go. Well, I got to say goodbye to my family, and I'm going to march up north because we have too many responsibilities. That's the only reason we're not fighting the new civil war in the streets of America. Because we figured out uh, that we got too many uh, responsibilities now. Back in the day when they had the Civil War, you had kind of a job, sort of. 
You didn't have health insurance. You didn't have human resources. You had nothing. You sort of had a job. You didn't have a contract. The money was weird. And you had to take care of the farm. So you had a lot less to lose. So you're like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll take up arms. And I'm going to march uh, north and fight this war against my own brother. But now, man, we got so many responsibilities. You can't hit the street. You're too worried about gas prices. And you're too worried about how you're going to make money to pay your taxes. So instead, we're fighting the Civil War online. That's what we're doing through our social media. But make no mistake about it, it has absolutely begun already. Wow, that was a hell of a rant. I'm left-leaning, and it's starting to give me the yuck. (laughs) Yes, I like that. The yuck, it's a little weird, man. Stop trying to make everyone get along in America. We don't like each other. And we like pointing out stuff that groups do. You're not going to get everyone to get along. Are you kidding me? That's impossible. Yeah, I mean, Scaramucci kind of said that. It, it It's really all just like pro wrestling. They all are on the same team. I, 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 don't, I don't necessarily uh, disagree with you. Anthony Scaramucci swears that when the day's over down there in Washington, they're all at the same restaurants and bars hanging out together. I think they I think they know they're pulling one over on the American people cuz you know you argue about the dumb stuff then you don't have to worry about real stuff like lowering our taxes trying to figure out how to get the gas prices down um trying to figure out the health care our health care system is terrible but instead we'd rather argue about who could ride a bike better we're playing right into their hands it's so stupid I think that was a good out right there. I think I should have just like turned it off right after that dramatic statement about how we fight over uh, who could ride a bike better. That would have been a great out. If I was doing regular radio, the lasers would have came in. I'll be on your radio. And then it dramatically fades out. And then you have to hear a dumb Steven Singer commercial. Oh, God, I don't miss any of that.